What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV Weekly Drop. Um, things are starting to pick up for us. Um, how's you been? Yeah, been well, man. Uh, much the same. I enjoyed our last little interview with Nick K, which, mm-hmm. um, yeah, got some, got some good feedback on. And, you know, I was excited to, to talk to him after a long time, which was nice. Do you reckon we can give people a snippet of who's next? <laughs> Ooh. No, nah, I reckon we... All right, we'll leave it. It's yeah. it'll be dropping in a couple of days, so they'll be able to see them. But we got another good guest coming on, so you guys stay tuned this week. Um, right now the Afro Basket, the FIBA Afro Basket is happening. We've got a couple Aussies playing for um, the South Sudanese team uh, that that were that grew up in Australia. Um, have you been watching a couple games? Yeah, I've tuned into a couple and. Yeah, it's, it's a seems to be a pretty long tournament. Um, been going for a while, and yeah. obviously, some of the some of the the game times aren't ideal. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep a track of what I can. Looks like a couple of Aussie guys are performing pretty well. Kwani Kwani looks to be hooping. Uh, Denga Kuth is dominating the glass. Um, he's, yeah. he's killing it as well. Both kind of NBL experience. I mm-hmm. think Kwani played for a couple of years. I uh, worked him out one off season when he was. One season, actually. Same season as Jay Sean Tate. Him and Jay Sean Tate will come through and uh, I'd welcome both that. And I was always impressed. And unfortunately, he got um he got let go that season yep. when they picked up Xavier Cooks. So they released him and he hasn't been in the league since. But, you know, he's making a case that he should be there. And Denga Kuth, I think, was a, played a year with Sydney and then a year with Southeast Melbourne. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. I think he played a year with Sydney, a year with Southeast Melbourne, and then dominated the NBL one for a little while and bouncing yeah. around. So it's good to see some Aussies up over there making some noise. And shout out to my my guy, DK, Coach Daniel Kim. He's doing some film work for Kenya. He got that gig, so yeah. he's um he's been working as well. It's good good for lockdown for him. He gets to stay in his room and yeah and help on the world stage, which is pretty cool. But yeah, a few Aussies doing some things over there, which is nice. Yeah. Shout out to um Meitiang Muo. Uh yeah, he had 17 points last night. So um we'll keep an eye out for those Aussies representing over there in that tournament. A few moves sure. this few moves this week in the NBL. Uh Melbourne United have completed their roster by signing Caleb Agata, who we saw for Nigeria play in the Olympics. He impressed me. I'm sure he impressed you as well, because the games mm-hmm. we watch Nigeria. <laughs> they were good and he played a big part in that he I think he scored his best game against the USA really good shooter um, it's an interesting signing not re- it came out of the blue um, do you now that Melbourne United's team's finalized what do you, you still got them in your top four yeah am I allowed to to, to change <laughs> yeah there's been a couple of moves well, yeah, like, I mean, based on the rosters from from the, the week prior, I thought that they might pick up a, a really high, high-end high import, like NBA talent. Um, obviously, it's a large city, marquee place to play. Yeah. Coming off a championship, you'd think that they'd buy for another one, you know? Um, and obviously, losing Landau and McCarron, you're going to have to pick up some pieces. Um Caleb Agata, I think he's nice. Like he's he's cool. Like I, I don't think he's gonna be MVP. Um, he'll be a solid player in the league. He'll he'll get his points and you know he'll do what he do what he can. But 
I think they, yeah, they haven't really cemented themselves in the fall with the signings that they've made. So yeah. I mean, it's hard to say whether I'd take them out. I mean, I'm going to, I guess I, yeah, if I had to right now, I probably would take them out based on, based on the roster that they've put together. Um, I, I thought, you know, my anticipation was that they, they'd put some more kind of, kind of, I don't know, someone that's, I felt like someone was going to come to Melbourne and just put them over the, over the edge and, and, I had that feeling take, as well. Yeah, you know, and they didn't really come through with that. So I'm going to say that they might just miss out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I had them missing out before. And I think yeah, I, I, I actually like the signing of Caleb Agata. Is it the piece they need? I'm not sure. The They kind of need that guy. And is Chris Goulding going to step into that role? Um, he's done it before. I mean, can he do it again? We'll see. I mean, Della Vadova's obviously um, a winner. Caleb Agata, I think, will fit in nicely, but obviously Luwala Chul has to fill in some big shoes in Jock Landau. Um, mm. Can he do it? I think so, but it's going to take a lot. So we'll see. Melbourne United's interesting. Um, yeah, they, they, they've, they've kind of... I'm not going to say they definitely miss out. Like I'm, I'm, my three teams with, with Sydney, Illawarra and Brisbane, I like. Mm-hmm. I'm sold on Brisbane. I know that a lot of people aren't, but I really like their team. I think they'll run it back with a similar kind of core unit to what they had last year. And I think they'll be good. This fourth spot for me is just like a headache to choose between some of the teams that are left. Um, and Melbourne, I like, they were kind of the, the show in for me based on the rosters, but then the changes that have happened, I'm kind of putting them back on level playing field with a few other teams. Yeah. Um, Perth have filled in Trevor Gleeson's spot. They signed Scott Morrison. For those who don't know, uh, Scott Morrison is a Celtics assistant coach. He's also got a very familiar yeah. name. Um, so Perth have their head coach. Interesting. We'll see how he does. Um, Perth obviously made another big move, which shook the league. Vic Law has gone to Perth. He's leaving my bullets. Um, what are our thoughts on Vic Law going to Perth? Um, first it was, was Scott Morrison. Don't know too much about him. Have you heard yeah. much? In terms no. of like you know much about him? Yeah, I don't know too much about him apart from the fact that yeah, he's a he's a Celtics assistant coach. Must be right. Um I mean, yeah, who knows? Who knows what he's gonna come with? Um you'd like to think if he if he spent some time in the league that he's gonna have gotta have some potential to be a, a solo coach. So, you know, that's a big there's a big gap to fill though. You're talking about Gleason who left his legacy at Perth, you know what I mean? Like he mm. built that club from a coaching standpoint anyway. He he did he has a yeah, he's done a hell of a job at that club for a number of years. So it's gonna be it's gonna be some hard work for, for Scott Morrison, coach Scott Morrison to come in and try to fill that void. But Perth have also proven that they they pick appropriate players, appropriate coaching staff, they do things well and they're a a good solidified organization and make a move. So you'd like to think you'll do a good job. Yeah. Vic Law, oof, damn. How much does that one hurt? It hurts a lot. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> he was um he, I know you're really high on him. You think he's like mm. you think he's like one of the best imports in the league. Um I think he's really good. I think he's elite. Do I think it makes Perth a contender? Uh, more than I did last week for sure. I thought I was I was tossing last week. I remember I started with yeah they'll probably make four, and then I was like no nah, you know what looking at the other rosters I was like no nah, I'm gonna take Perth out of there. Now with Vic Law they kind of they kind of 
go ahead of Melbourne for me now. Yeah. Melbourne signings and what Perth are looking to do, bringing in an, an NBA assistant coach and then a signing of Vic Law. Like, yeah, they look they look good to make the four now, you know, with Cotton and Vic Law. That's oof, it's a, mm. explosive, explosive little joy there. So, and Travis coming into his, you know, he's feeling himself a little bit. So, yeah. I think, yeah, they could be dangerous, man. I think, obviously, for the people who haven't seen, uh, I posted something on our page. You can go check it out. Um, I don't know if it was sarcasm or a little bit of entertainment, but all the Bullets players were commenting, like, thumbs down emojis, vomit emojis, um, which, I mean, I'm pr- they're probably still uh, mates and they're still cool with it, but I just think it kind of hit them by surprise. I'm presuming Brisbane thought he was coming back. That's why they mm. left their third import spot open. Now, initially I was mad and I've had a couple of days to think about it. And Vic Law to Perth is a huge move. I think him and Cotton automatically puts him in title contention. And that's coming from someone that watched every Bullets game. I think Vic Law is certified and he's very hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, it was unlucky Bullets lost him at the end of last season. I think we would have went into the, um, the final four if he didn't go down. Um, so him and Vic Cotton is exciting. And I heard... He said it himself in the Perth Wildcats post-game interview that he turned down a lot of Exhibit 10 NBA contracts and he even turned down some big contracts overseas to come back and play in the NBL. So that's also dope to see and um, good for the NBL. Uh, after that, though, I was happy with the Bullets signing um, of Robert Franks. We need a big, we need an athletic big. Um, obviously, I think Brisbane are very good at developing bigs. I keep saying that every week, but so getting a big man, he's played for the Magic, he's played for the Hornets. Haven't seen much of him. Franks, I've seen a bit of him. He's tough. Man. He's super, yeah, athletic man. Like, yeah, he's gonna have some posters. We needed that. So that's our third import. Our roster's complete. We're looking pretty good. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that bullets, that whole Brisbane bullets, IG situation. Listen, like I, I followed some of it and I was reading it. It's pretty cool. Like Jason D was replying to all the fans and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was he was talking back to him. Like yeah. this is my whole thing with that when it comes down to that. Like, I mean, as a as an athlete in that in that space where where you're kind of under the microscope, it's it's hard to do anything if you don't like be active on social media and express yourself. It's like oh, we don't our athletes don't express themselves and they don't talk. And then when you do, it's like oh like why are you so butthurt for that like why are you being so petty it's like yeah. i don't know they're just people man they're probably having a laugh like you know probably making it pretty like known maybe there's someone un- underlying there that's like yo you kind of left us out to dry we yeah. could read into it maybe At the end of the day i like it when athletes go out and do that type of stuff um you know there's a line of professionalism i don't think it was really crossed like i think it was all jovial i didn't think anything was cheap the way Kadi and Sobi and Tamri and stuff were responding, it didn't seem like there was malice behind it to a huge degree. Like there was, you know, bad blood. It just seemed like something that's going to make it interesting when they when they play against each other now from a fan standpoint. You know, there's a little sure. bit of like, a little bit of banter there. It's good to see. And I actually like Kadi responding to some of the fans. I know they were like, oh, why are you blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, I'm not allowed to have an opinion. Like, why can't I express my opinion? Like, yeah. I actually like that. I like to see some transparency in athletes and like to see them express themselves just like we would as as guys who use social media we're allowed to entitled to do that and they are too so you know i think it's good for the league for that type of stuff to be going around 
long as it's kept above board and, and you know nothing crazy is being said i'm cool with it all for sure i like that good good way to put it um another thing that happened um in the league 36ers head coach connor henry has been dismissed um from the 36ers very weird and all of a sudden move now there was some uh news circulating about why it exactly happened and he came out with a statement and he was pretty he came out and pretty much just said thank you 36ers for having me um been a good two years i wish him all the best um blah 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 but a lot of people have thought it was a weird move it happened all of a sudden um there was word i could be wrong i don't know where this came from but there was word that in the organization that they were confident he was going to be the head coach throughout the season and then there was a picture that surfaced of him and Mojave King training in Brisbane the day before and then the day after um, fired. So what's going behind? What, what are your thoughts on the move? Um, were you a fan of Connor Henry? And um, is it weird in your opinion? Yeah, so Connor Henry is... Um, so I actually played half a season with Connor Henry. Really? He was coaching in Sydney for Norths when I was there. Um, it was like it was like a preseason and like one or two games. It wasn't even half a season. And then he was he was involved with the NBL in Perth at the time. I think he was an assistant coach at Perth at okay. that time. And then he's trying to get to the NBA. And I knew he we went to the G League and and won a championship, I believe. Um, so it was just before all that. So I had a bit to do with him, and I always liked him. I knew him on like a personal level for that short period of time, and he came across as a really good dude. He was he was pretty knowledgeable. Um, from what is from what my standpoint, and he was easy to talk to. He was cool. Um, based on his career and how it's how it's panned out, he looks like he's made some moves and he's solidified himself as a good head coach in a professional environment, or he's able to handle that pressure and able to able to win games and put teams in contention to win titles. Um, so I think he he proved that he was capable of doing a reasonable job with Adelaide yep. last season. Um, I, I think it, it's a bit crazy the way it all went down. Like it's mm. clearly something is going on. Like this yeah. is, you don't have to be a scientist to figure it out. Like you don't take a photo with a, with a, a player working them out the day before and then no. the next day you're just fired. Like that's never going to happen. Um, well, well what, what was the, what was the report? Did he get fired or did he choose to leave? What was the actual? 36 has released him. Has released him. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's crazy. I think there's definitely something going on behind the scenes, whether it's like malalignment of values and and what Connor Henry wants and what the management want and, and all that type of stuff. I do know there were some issues last year with the whole Giddy situation. Yeah. Um, just like the club. It's hard, man. It's hard when you when you're trying to you got so much hype around a young kid. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously a lot of NBL vets on the team and and people that have coached or played at a high level and it's hard to get on the same page often when things like that happen yeah. um so you never know like I, I don't know the details so i'm not going to comment on it but it definitely seems weird to me for sure for sure i agree um i didn't mind the way um he coached last year i thought they did an all right job 36ers they were riddled with injuries we saw humphreys go down um later mm-hmm. in the season and he didn't return and then we also saw dj go down uh giddy was out for the remaining remaining six games or whatever so I didn't mind um, the way 36 has played last year. I think they just got a bit unlucky. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Giddy's now in the draft and Isaac Humphreys was having an MVP season before he went down. So 
I didn't mind it. I'm going to miss his little timeout skits where he's just swearing his head off. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they were funny. But yeah, we'll see how 36ers go. How far can how far do you think Adelaide can go in next year in the NBL? I mean, they're going to be they're going to be pretty solid. Yeah, I think you have McCarron and Humphreys. That'll yeah. be your kind of your two man game. Sort it out. DJ. Nice. Yeah, and oh yeah, of course Daniel Johnson as well and Humphreys. They 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 worked really well together. Humphreys was a, a really big dive threat and he was just a monster anywhere in the paint. And DJ obviously we know he can shoot the piss out of it. So yeah. then you got probably arguably one of the best facilitators in the league in McCarron orchestrating things. So I think they'll be good. Um, there was a couple other signings I liked. They they picked up Emmanuel Malou. I talked about him. I think he's going to be big for them. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, Kai Soto is a young guy. Mo King obviously is going to get some mm-hmm. hopefully some some playing time. It's going to be interesting to see. Have they hired a coach yet? I don't think they have. I haven't read anything. They haven't. Well, they may have, but they haven't announced anything as of yet. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see who they get to, as head coach. But I think they are. Um, they're in that. They're in that category for me that it could take that fourth spot depending on how things go. Um, they're right there with with Melbourne and and I think probably yeah right there with Perth as well like it's hard to split them for me at this stage like it's really hard to make a decision so they, they have a chance for sure cool um obviously uh, also we'll just touch on it really quickly Thon Maker for those who don't know uh, Australian Thon Maker has decided to sign with Jerusalem um, yeah. why no NBL is my question um, a tur maker obviously signed with the Kings this week uh, McCur maker the younger brother who probably has the most potential signed with the Kings, mm. probably chasing a bag, but do you reckon there's something else behind it? Um, will we ever um, see a maker in the NBL? Yeah, I, w- I would say money's probably a big part of it. Yeah. Um, Israel proven to have a great professional league. A lot of guys bounce from Israel to the league as well. Um, so I'm not, not surprised that he's chosen that destination. I would love to see him in the NBL, of course. Like, yeah. the whole make a mob down here, take over the league. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. Like, yeah. they're doing some big things everywhere they go. So, but I'm sure he was getting interest everywhere in the world. Like, you sure. sort of, I'm, I'm assuming at that level, like, a lot of it is like financially driven. And if you can go and make that extra money, why not? Yeah. Um, so, but I, I think he, um, he's going to get back to the NBA, I think. I think so as well. I think spend one year in Israel maybe because he's coming off an injury, so maybe getting his legs under him, get a real confident season under his belt where he plays 38 minutes, puts up crazy numbers, and then just fly kicks his way to the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I still remember that fight. It's crazy, crazy, right? Yeah. Um, That was the craziest thing I've ever seen. So <laughs> every time I think of Don Maker, I just think of that kick that he yeah. put out, man. I was, dude, I, <laughs> that whole, not even the kick, just the whole fight, like seeing like Sobe getting jumped and I don't know, it was just wild. I we should have we like, asked Nick K about that because <laughs> he was, was he on the team? Yeah, he was. I saw a picture yeah. of him um, in the fight. No, we definitely should have asked him. That was crazy, man. But yeah, no, I think Don, I think Don Maker's going to get back to the league for sure. Um, ESPN released their top 100 rankings. They usually do this every month or two months for the um, the class of 2022. We had a couple Aussies. We had four Australians that would most likely make it. Um, three of them were ranked. 
and one that we'll get into after. Dyson Daniels, 16. He stayed at 16 since the last ranking. Very very deserving. I think he'll move up very quickly throughout the year, especially playing in the G League. Mojave King, who I was surprised to see because in the last ranking, they didn't rank him. Um, Maybe they were just seeing if he's what he's up to, if he's declaring for the draft or whatever. He's been now ranked at 74. Um, And McCurr Maker, who just signed with the Kings, who was almost getting drafted this year, is now 91 in this class. And the fourth fourth player who is unranked is uh, Luke Travers, (laughs) which is crazy to me. It was crazy to him. He reacted it. He dropped a little laughing emoji. What are our thoughts on those rankings? Anyone underrated? Um, underrated, I don't know, dude. Like these these 100 players, like this is yeah. crazy. How are you supposed to even rank 100 players and then put a number to them? Like yo, anyone that thinks they can do that and do it accurately is is they're off right. their head. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to rank five players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in order because you could convince, you could make a case for so many different things. Now you're going to do it for 100. Like to me, the, the whole... The concept is just a little bit crazy, yeah. but it's out there. So once it's out there, it's, it's there to look at and to be criticized and to be analyzed and all that stuff. So Dyson for me, yeah, he's, he's right around there. Lottery pick, you know, he's, he's making some noise and he's going to have a, hopefully have a good year in the G league and, and see what his potential and his ceiling is like. So yeah, he might, he might stick around there. I think, I don't think there's too much room for him to get much higher. Who knows? But I think he'll be around that, you know, 10 yeah. to 15 mark 20 you know somewhere around there mo king i think will continue to skyrocket mm-hmm. i think if he has a good nbl season i watched the workout tape that you just did with him how was it like watching him up close yeah it was good i've been around him um a couple workouts now i think that was my third um yeah i think i got Smooth one with it, right? well. yeah he's crazy i've always been a fan yeah. of mo king um, i think he's got serious potential man oh, i think he got nba he potential got, for sure. talked about it we talked about it with homicide on the on the podcast on the episode and we were yeah. just saying that that whole situation just felt mismanaged in mm. terms of him and what they did. Um, they weren't winning games. He was still not playing. Like, you yeah. know, just unleash him yeah. at that point to be like, all right, go. Get your, yeah. get your stock up yeah. and, and try and win us some games here and get us some momentum and, you know, put yourself on the map. But they didn't do that. So hopefully he has a bit of a refresher year. He's back in the, back on the grind, trying to get his name out there. I think he'll, he'll go. For me, I think he's a first-round pick. Mm. Uh, I think Mo King is is um, I'm sold on his ability and his ceiling. It's just a matter of whether he can get his stock up. Yeah. Um, McCall Maker for me is um, 91. Like that's just fair or not fair, but I think he's he's also a potential to be a first round pick with his size and athleticism. Um, depending, he's got himself into the NBL now, um, which is awesome. And then and I think he'll he'll springboard hopefully get up there as well. And Travis is the craziest one. Travis for me is just—I don't know who's doing these rankings, but he's his potential is we we know. I've spoken about it too many times for me to go yeah. on about it again. He's going to be there. He'll he'll be there for sure. I think he if he plays like he did at the end of last season, I think he will spring right above all three, which is a big yeah. take. Uh, yeah, but- he might. Like I said, I've mentioned this before about the G League and Dyson situation. I think, I don't know. I think Travis is just in a better situation to get his name up there with Perth. Um, Dyson's kind of fighting for the spot. Everyone's trying to make a name for themselves. I think Travis and the position he's put himself over these past two years and the experience, 
um, I think he can springboard all the way into the top first round, top 30, top 30 players. So we'll see. Two more players that I want to highlight as well. Aussies that have a chance. Um, Makwech Malawatch. Mm-hmm. He just signed with a team in Finland. Yep, just saw that. He's, um, he's elite. Carried New Mexico in his senior year, and he's got some NBA hype about him. I think if he has a great season in his first pro year, he could put himself on the map. Um, and then my my guy, my young guy, Boali Bales, man. If he has a good good rookie season, like well, we spoke about it, like you know. It's all about opportunity and taking advantage of it. And if he if he has a good rookie season, you never know what's going to happen. You could he could springboard. I think the second you're under twenty, and you're playing in a pro league, all it oh, takes wow. is like a string of three or four games, and then all of a sudden your name's out there, and then one NBA club it works you out, and then it's like oh we don't want to miss out on that, so now we need to look at him as well. You know, yeah. just happened for Giddy like that. Not that Giddy didn't deserve it, but it was like. He just built on this momentum, this run that he had was just phenomenal, man. Going from Adelaide where he just a couple of triple doubles. He's playing when all the other rookies coaches and is finished. So, you know, more eyes are on him and he's putting up good numbers. Plays for Australia, makes four threes or three threes in that game. Yeah. And then it's just like, it just kept rolling for him. It was in a stretch where he just skyrocketed ahead of Mo King. You know what I mean? And they just yeah. kind of were in different worlds. So I think that can that could potentially be the case for any of these guys, you know? Like if, if Mo King comes out and averages 15 a game this season, he's going to be a lottery pick. Yeah, he is. So, you know, there's 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 some, there's some yeah, it's, it's bubbling, man. And I'm excited to see these guys make a name for themselves in, in the league, man. So let's see sure. what happens. For sure. Um, I'm not doubting Bawali. Um, I was just going off the people that were actually unranked and ranked. But yeah, of obviously I, I'm a big fan of Bawali, obviously. They can go back and look at, he had um, impressive Hawaii freshman numbers. For a freshman, yeah. um, obviously he went up, six, four, and three as a yeah, freshman off like exactly hundred minutes. minutes sure. If he gets the opportunity, I think he'll he'll shine. Like most of these guys, to be honest, um, yeah. uh, comes down to that often. So let's see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we're gonna start something that we can do every so now and then. Um, you can ask a question. I'll ask a question. We'll we'll have a little think about it over the week and see what we want to ask each other. So I'll start. My question is, with all the signings that have happened, obviously now in the NBL, each team gets three imports. Um, Bryce Cotton, I think, is kind of the LeBron James of the NBL. So what are the chances Bryce Cotton wins MVP in NBL 2022? I like your comparison. Obviously not by game and position, but like yeah. in terms of place in the league. It's, a, it's similar to what you'd say about LeBron, what you can say about Bryce. He can win the MVP every year. Yeah. And I wouldn't complain. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, no, this guy, that guy. I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Like, he's, he's, he's elite and he continues to do it at a high level every single night. What are the chances he'll win? I think they're, they're relatively good. Like, I think he's got a good chance to win MVP. Um, yep. Bryce seems to be one of those guys that, performs regardless of the situation um, yeah. he, he seems to be able to put teams on his back he seems to be able to put up 30 pieces when he's playing with two other MVP caliber players or when he's playing on his own and there's a, a bunch of nobodies around him so I think he's always going to put himself in the contention to win MVP so I think his chances are pretty good looking around the league um, 
yeah, there's there's a few other names that that kind of jump out at me. I, I think Sobi's going to have another terrific year. I think so. I think he's going. I think he's going to be right there in, in that in that spot. Um, I think um, from the Kings, RJ Hunter. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to have. Like, he's just going to be like. I think he's just going to put up crazy numbers. Like in terms of some games, he's going to have like forty pieces and things like. Just an absolute bucket getter. I think Harvey, yeah. for me, is is probably arguably the favorite. Running it back in his second year, he's a scary uh, one. Great yeah, to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's someone that at the back end of last year he looked unstoppable, man. Like he was just on a tear. And if he can keep that momentum, and I really liked when he came out and he was like, his goal was to win a championship at Illawarra. That was the the, the situation when he came into Illawarra, wanted to win the championship there. Loves what Gorgon's doing. Loves how the club. Uh, loves the city down there. Yeah. Seems like he's happy there, you know, and that often makes a huge difference to someone's potential coming out. And yeah. he's, his skill set is elite. So those are kind of four guys I think will, I'm going to just bookmark and say how they go. But Cotton, Cotton for me has a good chance for sure. What do you reckon? Um, I think he has a great chance. I think he is the favourite um, with, the, with the way the team's set up. I think Big Law going there actually lowers his chances slightly, obviously, because he doesn't have the ball. 24-7. Um, but I think Perth really work well with the one-two punch. Cotton Mooney, Cotton K. Now it's going to be mm. Cotton Law. I think it's going to push them into the top four and they're going to have a winning record and it's going to look better on Cotton's MVP resume. So I think Cotton is the favourite. And I think you'll go whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is, uh-huh. back to back to back. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with it. I can't argue with the logic and I can see all that happening. So for sure. Yeah. All right, my question to you. Yeah. Should we have a draft in the NBL? And how would that work with the Next Stars program? Um, it's a tricky question. I think it'd be a long process and it's something like you said about kind of like the ranking system. These kids get ranked and then like what? What happens after that? Um, is the NBL big enough for kids to kind of aim to get into the top 60 of the draft or the top whatever it would be, 36? Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm all for it. I'd love a draft. Um, obviously, that'd be dope. But, yeah, I'm just not sure. I think the Next Stars program right now is uh, very good, the way they run it. And I think it's bringing a lot of international prospects over. Um, can we see a draft for the local young players? Possibly. Maybe, what, one or two picks each team? But we'll see. I don't know. I think so. Maybe maybe even for the DPs, the development players. Uh, like Matt yeah. Kenyon, Cal Dalton, those guys that could get drafted into um, NBL teams. Could be cool. Yeah. Could be something to think about. I don't think it's going to come soon or possibly in a long time. But, yeah, what do you think about it? Um, yeah, I think you're, you're spot on with some of the challenges. I think the issue is the league's not big enough to warrant a draft as such. Um, and then it's about the, the rules that you make. Like, how does it how does it sit with the Next Stars program? Like, is the draft... Like, the NBA draft is obviously, like, anyone in the world can declare for it. Yeah. You know, so should it be a situation where it's just a local draft and it's just local talent? And maybe it's, maybe it's just nine a nine-pick draft where you pick... Mm one player each or something like that, you know, 
or maybe you, you favorite to the teams that you know in a certain way so it might be 15 players so a couple yep. of teams get two picks you know there's a number of ways to do it but i'd like to see some young australian talent get the opportunity to do it i i don't think i think it's hard to justify guaranteed contracts in a draft because there might not be the young talent that you that you want and then you're forced to sign someone that you're not even going to play like it's just a waste of money so I think they, they might not need to guarantee contracts or they might need to like, if you draft someone, guarantee them a DP role at least. Yeah, There's enough of those young guys around to warrant that at least. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Um, so I think you can work on the Next Stars program being, um, you, you can still do that. You can still sign your Next Stars to the league and, and place them in the teams that they want. The NBL can do that. And then on the side, I think to build a draft system will be cool. For me, where 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 I think it's going to be advantageous is like it it gives young guys an opportunity um and we've spoken about the face of the nbl changing recently it's already doing that naturally um, there's a lot of dp kind of signings dp plus one dp yep. plus two signing happening now so i think it'd be cool to see those guys in a draft um i think it adds a layer of excitement to the league in the in the off season and the preseason like build some hype around some of the young names it gives guys an incentive to stay in the country and yep. pursue professional basketball it um it'll be cool to see the transition from NBL one to seeing who's going to declare for the draft. Mm-hmm. Like there'd be some cool kind of things around it. I think that'd be that'd be dope to see. And then to know that like all those guys that get drafted get a DP spot at least, and we're going to see them involved in a team, or at least for two years. You got to keep them there at the club or whatever it is. You know, I think it has some legs for sure. But I don't think it's too far off. I don't think it's too hard to implement. To be honest, um, just depends on whether the league wants to go that way. But I think there's huge advantages from it, and I'd love to see it. And I don't think it hurts the next stars program. You can still do that. You can still get your international stars and get your your lottery picks and all those guys. Yeah, you know, elite high school players from the states. You can still attract them all to come and play here. Yeah. And then you you just add a add kind of one player per team from Young Town Australia. So yeah. you know, it'd be cool to see. Like I feel like the and a prime example of that probably would be Bawali, even though he's signed to a normal contract, but he's like one of these young guys coming up, and I think every team would kind of want a Bawali as their young guy, their young guy. Yeah. So like to get that number one pick and get him rather than Sydney getting him as their backup point guard would probably benefit sure. you. But like, then again, who, how old do you have to be to declare for this draft? And what's the difference between getting drafted and just signing them? You know what I mean? Like you yeah, yeah, yeah. I think huh. of course there's no real difference, yeah. but it's just more so that the, the anticipation around the young guys that you you have to pick, I guess, yeah. and it also like like you look around the league, like you got the you got the Buwalis, you got the Tamris, the, the like Tamris isn't on. Is he on the next stars? No, nah, he's normal contract. Yeah, normal contract. So Tamri, Buwali, like David Aquera just signed DP plus yeah. one. Tasmanian DP, what's his name? Uh, Sayer Deans. Sayer Deans just just went down there to sign. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think that these guys are snagging contracts anyway dp contracts mm. and doing that but i think the, the idea of a draft kind of puts some hype around their name and it gets clubs thinking around forces clubs to 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 look into that demographic as well and see who's out there and what's out there um, yeah. you know just one of the ideas i thought would be cool obviously things to iron out with it but yeah yeah for sure i guess something to think about um down the track nbl obviously keeps growing and probably they probably are looking into it already probably steps ahead of us so we'll see yeah um we'll wrap it up there thank you guys so much for joining us we appreciate it we've got a special guest coming on this week we're very excited for it so keep your eye out 
Um, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll we'll dig into some questions with him. I've got some good questions to ask him. So um, stay tuned. We'll catch you guys whenever that drops and we'll catch you guys next week for the next weekly drop. Appreciate it. For sure.